Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the gnome race. This is part of our race overview series where we go over all the possible player races. Now, the gnome has what I think is a negative connotation associated with it, and I blame World of Warcraft. They're little, <laughs> they're annoying, and they're colorful, and they just they don't have like a lot behind them. Right, right, right. Uh, I just am not into the colorful, like, what do you call it? The um, flamboyant? The flamboyant, the animated, almost cartoony race that they are. I do a lot of serious campaigns, and, you know, it just doesn't always fit well. And I know just even when I'm not playing a serious campaign, this is not my fantasy version. I don't ever have a really, like, an inclination to make a gnome. But you know what? I said that about dwarves, and then when we got to the end of it, I'm like, wow, these guys are really solid mechanically. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if Caleb's mind isn't changed by awesome blue and pink hair. At least gnomes have something associated with them, like the the randomness and the blue and pink hair. Whereas you have halflings, which are literally just like, I want to play a person, just smaller. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't think you would even call them mimicking uh, people who have dwarfism. They, It's just, just, just different. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to them in a different episode. We're all about the gnomes. So let me tell you what a gnome looks like. Gnomes are one of the smallest of the common races, generally standing just over three feet in height. Despite their small frames, however, gnomes are extremely resilient and not as weak as many of their foes assume. Though their diminutive stature reduces their ability to move quickly, gnomes often train to take advantage of their size, especially when fighting foes much larger than themselves. The coloration of gnomes varies so wildly that many outsiders assume gnomes commonly use dyes and illusions to change their skin and hair tones. But that's just straight up ignorant. While gnomes are certainly not above cosmetic enhancement and may wish to change their appearance just to see how outlandish they can look, their natural hues truly range over a rainbow of coloration. Their hair tends toward vibrant colors such as the fiery orange of autumn leaves, the verdant green of forests at springtime. I love that word, verdant. Verdant green. Or the deep reds and purples of the wildflowers and blooms. We've got fiery orange, verdant green, and then, oh, well, just, you know, deep red and purple. (laughs) All right. Drop the ball there. I see how it is. Similarly, their flesh tones range from earthy browns to floral pinks, and gnomes with black, pastel blue, or even green skin are not unknown. Gnomes' coloration has little regard for heredity, with the color of a gnome's parents and other kin having no apparent bearing on the gnome's appearance. Gnomes possess highly mutable facial characteristics, and their proportions often don't match the norm of other humanoid races. Many have overly large mouths and eyes, an affect which can be both disturbing and stunning, depending on the individual, depending on just how jacked up you are. Others may have extremely small features spread over an otherwise blank expanse of face. Whenever my wife asks me a question, that could be the description of my face. Or may mix shockingly large eyes with a tiny pursed mouth and a pert button of a nose. Pert. Mm, I don't know what that word okay, means. Okay, so they have a lot of op- facial options. They're like basically saying it could be big or small, and their mouths could be big or small, and their eyes could be big or small. Okay, well. Listen, it's if you want to make a small race with uh, colored putty, this is your race for you. Now, what, do you call it? what do you call that stuff? Uh, the clay that you used to play with. Play-Doh. Play-Doh. I'm, I want to make... This is make a race out of Play-Doh. Literally, Paizo's saying, whatever you want, all the colors, how you want them to look, they just have to be small, right? There is a reason why gnomes are this colorful and kind of random, uh, quirky race. And it's because in uh, Pathfinder, in Paizo's universe, gnomes come from the Fae, the realm of the Fae. 
uh, that's where their origins are from. And the Realm of the Fae is this, like, weird dimension where there's basically evil fairies and pixies and things like that. Right, with wild colors, and, and it just, it reflects where they came from. Now, a human is adult at 15 years. Meanwhile, a gnome is adult at 40 years. If you remember, that's the same as the dwarf. They get middle-aged at 100 years. Meanwhile, a human, that's 35. 150 years is old, 53 for a human. 200 years for venerable, that's 70 for a human. And their max life is 200 plus 3d percent years. So that's, you know, kind of in between the dwarf and the elf. Yeah, they have a higher maximum than dwarf, but on average they'll live slightly less long than dwarves. Right. So that they're a pretty old race. For the most part, you can consider them having the same age range as dwarves. Right. I guess if you're smaller to the ground, you know, gravity's working on you less, so you just get, you know, your back doesn't break as sooner. <laughs> get a couple hundred more years. Yeah, it's just more. typically how people die. Their backs just break one day. <laughs> just one day, I'm walking, snap, no, Grandpa, no. <laughs> he had so much more to live for. Let's go over their standard racial traits. These are the five things that really make them who they are. Their ability scores are as follows. They gain plus two constitution, plus two charisma, but minus two strength. This is a very strange stat distribution, and, like, a lot of people agree, like, there's not a whole lot you can do with this. Well, I mean, if you wanted to do a dexterous character, you don't have any penalties on dexterity. Right, but they kind of... They go really well with sorcery. Sorcerers go really well with this. They get the bonus to charisma... Uh, having constitution is nice, but there's there's just not a lot of classes that can take advantage of uh, their natural talents. The idea here is that they're physically weak, but surprisingly hardy, and their attitude makes them naturally agreeable. I don't know. I've met some people who are gnome-alike in their disposition. I wouldn't call them naturally agreeable. <laughs> now, gnomes are the first race we've gotten to that are small. Uh, wah, wah. We've gone over it before in the mechanical episodes, but just a refresher on what being small actually means... You get a plus one size bonus to your AC, and a plus one size bonus to your attack rolls. So you're slightly harder to hit, and you hit more often, typically because your enemies are bigger. Uh, But they take a minus one penalty to their combat maneuver bonus, and their combat maneuver defense. They also get a plus four bonus on stealth checks. Honestly, it's not that bad. If you told me there was, maybe not a feat, but a trait that says minus one penalty to your CMB and CMD, but a plus four in your stealth, I might take it. It's just a minus one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to remember, though, they also have um, reduced weapon damage dice. Right. Which is why, you know, you favor them as sorcerers, and it doesn't matter how big you are. Let's talk about their type. Gnomes are humanoid creatures with the gnome subtype. You might might find a little theme going on with the core races and their types. Usually it's <laughs> humanoid with a blank subtype. <laughs> their base speed is that they are slow. Wah, wah. Gnomes have a base speed of 20 feet, so this is slower than the average 30, which again is because they are small. I always have trouble playing things with a speed of 20 feet. It just... Because I want to put them in armor for some reason. Like, I want to put a gnome <laughs> in armor, and I can't, because he's like, ah, 15 feet move speed. It's like a shield maiden from Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> I can take the hit. Well, you're not going to because you're way over there. Yeah, maybe if they come to you, it'd take like nine turns to reach it. Come on, guys, I'll be right there. <laughs> I, I want You know what? If I'm going to play a gnome, he's going to have a deep voice. Why has this got to be high? I'll be like, I'll be right there. That's, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, I don't understand why I can't do that. 
Fill me in on the languages, son. Gnomes begin play, speaking common, gnome, and sylvan. Mm-hmm. Sylvan, gnome, and elven are all three very closely related languages, because they all come from sylvan. But what if I'm really, really smart and have a high intelligence score? Gnomes can choose the following bonus languages. Draconic, Dwarven, Elven, Giant, Goblin, and Orc. I always found Giant to be an interesting language because there's some things that speak it that aren't Giants. Like, Minotaurs speak Giant. Yeah, I guess they're technically Giant in, like, a you know, gen- general like- obtuse kind of way. They're like, damn, you're big. <laughs> I would like to know if some maybe the first adventure paths Paizo came up with had a lot of Giants, if those were, like, the main enemies. Because they seem to be... Uh, you know, brought up a lot so far in these core races. I know there. Uh, there's the recent adventure path that is all about giants. Rise of the Rune Lords had a very big uh, giant theme to it. Gotcha. I guess Pathfinder uh, Paizo likes that in their in their lore. Let's go over some of their other racial traits. We're, we're past the standard, standard, lame. I mean, everybody's got standard. Let's get some cool, unique stuff, man. Gnomes gain a plus four dodge bonus to AC against monsters of the giant subtype. Whoa, we were just talking about that. What are the odds? Plus four is really good. Um, typically, giants have a really, really high attack bonus, so this will help even it out. That one's called defensive training. Their next trait is called illusion resistance. Gnomes get a plus two racial bonus against saving throws for illusion spells and effects makes sense if they're all about the fey and fey are all about you know causing trouble with illusions and stuff so haha <laughs> that's fake <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was chocolate but it was a worm they have keen senses which they get a plus two bonus on perception checks we all like that and that's the same one the elves had no it's slightly different because it's mine what <laughs> because it's the gnomes it can't be the same they, they're different they're vibrant come on but no, it's literally the same trait. No, 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 no. They're both I don't both care if it's the exact same words. It's different, Christian. Ooh, I, I don't know how to get around this. So the next, uh, <laughs> the next one is <laughs> uh, obsessive. Gnomes receive a plus two racial bonus on a craft or profession skill of their choice. Actually, very helpful. Plus two on a craft if you're say an alchemist could be very good. That's interesting. There's no magic. You get to add one to the DC of any saving throws against illusion spells that they cast. And gnomes with a Christmas score of 11 or higher gain the following spell-like abilities. Once a day, dancing lights, ghost sound, prestidigitation. That's that's like a word that really gets you to really hit some consonants. Prestidigitation. (laughs) I feel like I'm shooting a machine gun in the middle of that word. Prestidigitation. (laughs) And speak with animals. The caster level three spells is obviously equal to the gnomes level. And the DC is equal to 10 plus spell levels plus a gnome's crisp modifier. Boring, boring, boring. Those are some good once-a-day spell-like abilities to have just for being your race. Right. I mean, you you already get a plus two, so you can even take away a point of charisma and still have it. Like, speak with animals. That could just randomly become useful. And it kind of makes sense, you know, I imagine in the, the wild world of the Fae that they could talk with each other. Their next trait is called Hatred. Gnomes receive a plus one bonus on attack rolls against humanoid creatures of the reptilian. Oh, reptilian. Yeah, reptilian and goblinoid subtypes because they're special training against these hated foes. Ooh. I don't know the lore behind that one, the reptiles. It's weird. Well, listen, everyone hates somebody, and apparently gnomes hate reptiles because they're just a small. And they're like, hey, you're you're, you're macking on my small game. Get out of here. Their tails keep growing back. I hate this. Oh, what's this? Kobolds are small size, too? I see how it is. 
They have weapon familiarity. Gnomes treat any weapon with the word gnome in its name as a martial weapon. Again, another theme you'll find with the core races. This this one's weird because there's very, very few gnome weapons. There's I bet like, they're like slings and stuff, right? Yeah, there's like, you know those uh, things you go to the beach with and they're like a glove you put on and it's got a scoop and you shoot a ball out of it and you like toss <laughs> right, the ball right, back right. and forth? That is a racial weapon for the gnomes. <laughs> it's like a hand scoop sling. And they have like a... Basically the things, like salad tongs. I forget what it's called. It's called like a man grabber, but they're just really long salad tongs and you just snag people with them. <laughs> a man grabber. Yo, stop grabbing my man. <laughs> it's my man. Their last racial trait is low light vision. They could see twice as far as humans in conditions of dim light. Christian, what if I don't like some of these? What if I think some of these are lame? What if I think hatred's stupid? What if I don't Oh my god, they never... just switch it out for an alternate racial trait. Oh man, that's new and I didn't expect this. To happen, Christian. There's gnomes got a lot of them because the gnomes have a lot of traits right off the bat. Right. They have a lot of alternate racial traits. You gotta have something to make up for that slow move speed. You might you might even be able to replace it. I know the halflings can. I'm not sure the gnomes can. There is academic academian academician. No, that's not right. Academia academian macadamia nuts. You can eat macadamia nuts, and you can have those white chocolate chip macadamia nuts that Subway sells. Uh, <laughs> if you get this, you get a plus two bonus on any single knowledge skill, and this replaces obsessive. Obsessive was the plus two to either a craft or profession. So right. if you I might don't want to take action. one, yeah, if you don't want to take one of those two, just get a knowledge skill. No reason not to. I feel like sometimes, unless you're really focusing on a craft, you would more often use your knowledge skills. Next alternate race trait replaces both defensive training and hatred. It's called bond to the land. Some gnomes have strong ties to the specific kinds of terrain. These gnomes gain a plus two dodge bonus to AC when in a specific terrain type selected from the ranger list of favored terrains. This choice is made during character creation and cannot be changed. Hmm. Okay, so if you know you're not going to be fighting like giants probably, or uh, goblinoids slash reptiles get a plus two dodge bonus sometimes when you're in your favorite terrain there's dark vision you get you have to replace king sense you have to replace kings king senses yes <laughs> you sense for the I king. sense royalty about <laughs> there is royalty about that's the princess the princess that's an aladdin reference for that really timely aladdin pop culture reference all right so <laughs> you get rid of king senses and low light vision and you get dark vision with a range of sixty feet. I would actually take this because yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that oh no, I'm dazzled in light like some of the other races we're getting. And I can I can deal with my I'll get rid of that plus two perception to get dark vision. <gasps> Blasphemy, Listen, Caleb. Did you just say you'd take a penalty to perception? <laughs> it's dark vision, Christian. It's only sixty feet. Yeah, it's a lot of feet. I only with have the- two. With the plus two to perception, you can you can listen in the dark. Haha, <laughs> I don't need you. I don't need your dark vision. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. We're going to make characters. You're going to make one with the dark vision. Oh, you're gonna make, I'm going to make one with the dark vision. You'll do the plus two to perception. We'll see who can get to the treasure hoard first, sir. <laughs> the next alternate racial trait is called Eternal Hope. This replaces both defensive training and hatred. Gnomes with this racial trait receive a plus two bonus on saving throws against both fear and despair effects. Once per day, after rolling any natural one on the d20, the gnome may re-roll and use the second result. 
I really like that for that second ability. Once a day, you're probably going to roll a natural yeah. one. Tur- That's turn that into maybe a success. I'd imagine that might be something like, you know, if on a saving throw you roll a one, but that's just one period. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and you know, there's some feats that stack with that. Uh, next is Explorer, and this replaces Hatred and Obsessive. And you get a plus two bonus on climb checks and checks for one knowledge skill of your choice. Pretty good. It's a nice trade-off. Yeah, I mean, especially because I don't think, especially if you're not going to be using Hatred, you got to find a way to replace that. This is an interesting one for it. And uh, the plus two to climb helps offset your minus two to strength you have, which would kind of right. give you a minus one to climb off the bat. Next alternate racial trait is Fell Magic, and it's just like a different suite of spell-like abilities you can have instead of the Prestidigitation and Ghost Sound and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So instead of the plus one to saving throws against illusion spells, the gnomes can may add plus one to the DC of any necromancy spells they cast. Gnomes with a wisdom score of 11 and higher can cast the following spell-like abilities once a day. Bleed, Chill Touch, Detect Poison, and Touch of Fatigue. And then, again, the DC is 10-plus spell level, no mod- uh, wisdom modifier, so on and so forth. This is actually why I made my... What was it? My Shaman? My Necromancer Shaman when we were doing the... Advanced Race Guide? Advanced Class Guide. Right. Uh, this is what convinced me to try and make a Necromancer Shaman. I wanted to use this uh, alternate racial trait. I thought it was neat. This is your brain. This is your brain on fell magic. Yeah! <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> right in if you know where the heck that's from. And for the rest of you who don't know, I'm going to not tell you because I hate when podcasts do that. Can I tell you? All right, side tangent. I hate when I listen to a podcast and you're like, inside joke, <laughs> right right in if you guys know where that joke's from. I'm saying like, I want to know. I want to be part of this <laughs> this club, this inside joke club. Thanks for ruining everything for me. So guess what? I'm not going to do that from you. That's from Heroes of the Storm, a guy named Kel Falas. No, Kel Foss. Who's from, like, Kelphalos. Don't listen. Wow is like, hey, it rhymes. He must be from there. I don't understand this. But it's the way they are, okay? <laughs> now you're all part of our special club. I didn't understand the reference. I thought it was from, like, a... Oh, I thought it was from, like, a really old commercial, like, anti-drug kind of thing. <laughs> it, it was mocking and anti- All right, we've spent far too long on this. Gift of Tongues. Gnomes love languages, learning about those they meet. Okay, fine. What if I don't like my gnomes do that? You're really pushing that on me. But you get plus one bonus on Bluff and Diplomacy. I already like that. And you get to learn one additional language every time they put a rank in the linguistic skill. This replaces defensive training and hatred. Oh my gosh, I love this. I always max my linguistics because I love to have languages. This is literally doubling the languages you get to know for every, every time you level up. I love this. I always thought, like, even without this trait, it's kind of silly how many languages you could potentially learn with just right. linguistic skill. And this doubles it. It's like you're basically a walking um, Rosetta Stone at that point. <laughs> Pretty much. And, and didn't one of the uh, the things they get was um, the tongue spell? What was what was it giving that? Uh, speak with animals. Right, right, right. That was it. The next racial trait is knack with poison. This replaces both illusion resistance and obsessive. Gnomes gain a plus two racial bonus on fortitude saves against poisons, and a plus two bonus on craft alchemy checks to make poison. The bonus on fortitude saving throws against poison increases to plus four if the gnome accidentally poisons himself. That's okay. If you want to do poisons, I don't see why not. I just wish they would just nix the accidentally poisoning yourself thing. 
<laughs> oh, you whoops. constantly complain about that every time poison comes. It's so comes stupid. Up. Who's like time to <laughs> dip my sword in poison? Whoops! Uh, oh, sliced my skin. You ever? It's like one of those infomercials where like using normal plates <laughs> is so hard, and Elise taking out a plate and she like falls over herself and like almost kills herself with the plate. Poisoning can be so difficult. Oh, I dropped my knife into my baby. <laughs> Next is magical linguist. Like Fell Magic, this is replacing uh, the spells that you can cast, right? So you get a plus one of the DC spells you cast with a language-dependent descriptor uh, or those that create glyph symbols or other magical writings. I'm glad they added that because there's not a lot with the language, but there's a bunch of glyphs and stuff. And you get plus two bonus on uh, against... Uh, excuse me. You get a plus two bonus on saving throws against such spells. And if you have 11 or higher charisma, you get arcane mark, comprehend languages, message, and read magic. Well, comprehend languages, there you go. But that's only once a day. All right, you could take that one and Gift of Tongues and just be like a super languagist. The next racial trait is Master Tinker. This replaces both defensive training and hatred. They like to replace those together. Yeah, because they're like both combat-oriented, so if you weren't a combat-oriented character, you'd probably want to get rid of both of them. Gnomes with this racial trait get a plus one bonus on disabled device and knowledge engineering checks. They are treated as proficient with any weapon they have personally crafted. That can be pretty interesting. Like, if you play maybe like a blacksmith of some sort, and you don't have to take exotic weapons weapons proficiency because you built this weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like that one. Saving you some feats. And that, that gives your character a lot of, like, potential room for flavoring and things like that. And some flexibility. You can change weapons without having to get new feats. Because I don't think it's, it's not like that hard to craft a new weapon. Just be like, "Oh, guys, I made a bow. <laughs> hey, guys, I made a I made a bola. Check it out. I just tied two rocks to a string, and now I put them in the back of my truck on my hitch. <laughs> I hate them so much. I hate them so much. I don't really give do. them. They don't deserve your hatred, Caleb. I, I want. I want to pass. I've never wanted a, a stupid law to be passed so bad to take away the rights of. Of private citizens, that <laughs> to be a law that says you can. I know you can do whatever you want with your own money and your own time doesn't hurt anybody, but you can't do this one thing. You need to not do this one thing anymore, please, please. The ch- think of the children. Pyromaniac. This again is replacing all those spells. Um, and this one says that uh, you're treated as one level higher when casting spells with the fire descriptor. Using granted powers of the fire domain, using bloodline powers of the fire elemental bloodline, or the revelations of the oracle's flame mystery. Uh, that's when you figure out who who did she sleep with in college. <laughs> the old flame mystery. <laughs> Determining the damage of alchemist bombs that deal fire damage. Um, but it won't give you early access to level based powers. It only affects the powers that you can use without this ability. And if you have a Christmas score of 11 or more, you get dancing lights, flare, prestidigitation, produce flame again this is replacing the magic and illusion you know resistance this is wickedly powerful this is absolutely awesome i also think i did a gnome for the yeah i did it for the swashbuckler and i gave him this just because even if i'm not casting fire spells having produce flame once a day as a spell like ability is so cool because it's like a range touch attack with a it's a fire range touch attack you can just have one I can't wait till we get to the goblin, because he has to have something like this. When I think of goblin, I think of he's going to light himself on fire and then run at somebody. So I hope they have <laughs> something like this with a little more goblin theme. The last alternate racial trait for gnomes is Warden of Nature. This is replacing both defensive training and hatred. 
Gnomes with this racial trait gain a plus two dodge bonus to AC against aberrations, oozes, and vermin, and a plus one bonus on attack rolls against them. So just switching out what you get the bonuses to AC and attack rolls on. I have got to add more oozes into my campaigns, especially They're because so not fun. I despise <laughs> oozes. There's new oozes in the in the Bestiary Five, I think that came out. Oh, and there's like a black powder ooze. Man, I need more oozes. Black powder ooze does sound pretty badass. <laughs> now again, there's there's the racial subtypes: uh, dread gnomes, gear gnomes, lava gnomes, and traveler gnomes. This is the thing that says replace these special traits to have a theme. You can look them up yourself if you're really interested about that. Now there are some racial archetypes. Uh, there's experimental gunsmith, which is for the gunslinger, prankster for the bard, and saboteur for the alchemist. So you guys can go ahead and uh, look those up on your own or wait forever until we cover them in our, our, our episode in the future. All right, guys, roll initiative. Does it have a weak spot, <laughs> and how many feet away is it from it? Has anything in Pathfinder had a weak spot yet? And while we're on the subject, can a dragon fit in the room we're fighting in? Well, it depends. <laughs> anyone have Crisco on their equipment list? Yeah, I picked it up. <laughs> Last time we were in town, I grabbed it. Oh, well, yeah, then definitely. Absolutely. Well, Kev, I have a question. On my character sheet, it says you gave me half a million gold last episode. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I got that, too. I, I wrote that down. <laughs> if we could not be children for, like, three seconds, I would like that. So pretend that you're having fun for once. But they entertain themselves pretty darn well. I shoot it in the face. Of course you do. Without any diplomacy, it's right in the face. You shoot it. It's a Medusa, you said? Yeah. Yet another copyright infringing, non-original <laughs> character. I, I'd like to roll a sense motive on a DM. The GM, I'm sorry. I don't want to not copy copyright. DM, man. Yes, we just got not. Wow. Oh, you want to get us copyright striked? guys have itunes here obviously you have tolkien here so <laughs> tolkien came across and his elves and his dwarves <laughs> did you like what you just heard a couple of guys hanging out role-playing that was trailblazers our actual play podcast you can find it every tuesday right here on the trailblazer network hope to see you there that's it rocks fall everyone dies everyone roll in your character <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling this is going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes So the last thing to go over with our gnome friends here, aside from, of course, the favorite class options, which we'll cover in extra credit, is the racial feats. The first racial feat gnomes can take is arcane talent. We saw this with the elves. You need to have at least 10 charisma to take this. You choose one level zero spell from the wizard slash sorcerer spell list, and you can cast it three times per day as a spell-like ability. And that's the opinion as before. Next is Breadth of Experience, and again, we saw this with both the Dwarf and the Elf, and it's the last one that can take this. If you're 100 or plus, uh, if you're 100 or plus years old, you gotta be plus or 100. How old are you, plus? If you're 100 plus <laughs> years old, you get plus two bonus on all knowledge and profession skill checks, and can make checks with those skills untrained. Again, same opinions before, I think it's pretty good. Next is Casual Illusionist. You need to be a gnome, and you need to not replace the gnome magic racial trait. As long as you have at least one of your spell-like abilities unused, you gain a plus two bonus on Bluff, Disguise, and Sleight of Hand checks. At level 10, these bonuses increase to plus four. That's really good. Yeah, if you're going to keep that trait, um, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting the benefit of more than just one focus. Uh, what do you call it? Skill focus. There's a, you know, the skill focus feats. Not actual skill focus, but like they always pick two feats, and it's the same idea, but here you get three. 
Oh, this one actually counts as the deceitful feat for purposes of requ- uh, prerequisites. So um, deceitful is normally, I think, just bluff and disguise. This is bluff, disguise, and sleight of hand. I like it. It's 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 pretty good. If you're going to go for deceitful, why not do this? Just make sure you save your ghost sound. Don't cast your ghost sound unless you really have to. <laughs> uh, they can also have access to the Earth Child combat style and the feat chain that went with there. We talked about that over at the Dwarf episode. And gnomes also have access to this. We talked about it in depth, so go back to our, our dwarf episode. But just to give you an idea, not the best. Too long didn't read. You you punch giants better, but it's also very very niche because you have to trip giants or something like that. Ech, as John Tron would say. <laughs> Next is expanded resistance. You need to be a gnome, and you need to have the illusion resistance racial trait. Select one school of magic other than illusion. You get a plus two racial bonus on saving throws against spells from that selected school. You can uh, select this feat multiple times to pick different schools of magic. That's pretty good. Plus two to his saving throws. That's always solid. I wouldn't pick this like try to cover every school. I would pick this for one that you might think you might see a lot. Or or maybe in your backstory you really want to be good against. A lot of these are good for I want to tie this in my backstory. Gnome Trickster... You need to be, have a Charisma 13, and you need to have the Gnome Magic Racial Trait. In addition to your normal Gnome spell-like abilities, you gain the following, Mage Hand and Prestidigitation. They're really interested in giving you these spell-like abilities. Wait a second. Didn't they already have Prestidigitation? Uh, I think that was one of the ones where they replaced it, but let me double-check. Yes, they did. So maybe you just get an additional use of it per day, I guess? I guess. Or it's a typo that they never caught. <laughs> We'll never know. We'll never know, because I'm not going to report it. That takes effort and time. Next is Gnome Weapon Focus. Uh, You need to have at least one BAB, and you need to have proficiency with all martial weapons to take this feat. You get a plus one bonus on attack rolls with all weapons that have Gnome in the title. Again, these are few and far between. They're usually very, very silly, not very good attacky weapons. I'm looking up now, I only see one, the Gnome Hooked Hammer. Yeah, like, most of them don't have Gnome in the name. Like, there's a lot of Gnome... Like, I think that Scoop Hand thing I was talking about right. doesn't have Gnome in the name, but specifically a Gnome Weird. weapon. It's... I don't know if that's really worth it. Nah. Nah, 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 Hey, hey, hey. That's all we get for fair use after that. We have to pay money. <laughs> Greater hatred. You have to have the hatred racial trait. You hate things even more. Gain a plus one bonus on melee and thrown weapon attacks against targets of your hatred racial trait. Because thrown weapon attacks are always really great, and they're even better with a class that has a minus two to their strength. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just like use it with bows. <laughs> like, they couldn't just say attacks. They had to be melee and thrown weapons. Get oh, well. out of here, feet. Nobody I mean, again, you. if you're like in a reptile and goblin oni campaign, this is probably great for your fighter, gnome. Next is Groundling. You need at least 13 Charisma. And you need to not replace the Magic Racial Trait. Which they gave you a lot of good options to replace it. They're killing me here. You can use Speak with Animals as a spell-like ability at will, but only to communicate with burrowing animals, such as gophers, moles, foals, um, Tasmanian devils that spin in a cyclone and go into the earth. (laughs) (laughs) You can still use your Gnome Speak with Animals ability once per day to speak with any animal as per usual. Not uh, worth the feet, but is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not definitely not worth the feet. No, no, no. That that would be like something that if someone had in their backstory, I just let them take this feat. It's so low power. 
There is the Twin Thunders feet chain, combat feet chain that we discussed with the dwarf. Again, go back to the dwarf to understand it. Uh, but as we came to it, it was just about... Let's see. This one was like, you two-weapon fight, and your offhand weapon, if you hit with your main hand weapon, does more damage, but it was a negligible amount of extra damage, and it was highly specific. But it was really cool and broken if it didn't really count with the Fury of Blows, because then every other one counts as the second. It's like, it's weird. It's hard to understand. But go back to Dwarf where we try to break it down. Next is Vast Hatred. You need to have the Hatred racial trait. You select two creature types and subtypes where appropriate, from the list of potential favorite enemies from the Ranger class ability. Your plus one attack bonus from the Hatred Racial Trait applies to creatures of the selected types. You can take this feat multiple times to select different creatures. I mean... No? How does this work when you do have a Ranger class, levels on Ranger? Uh, it, would, it would stack because it's uh, from your racial trait, so it's a racial bonus. Yeah, again, unless you're really heavy into doing some backstory stuff, I'm not sure this is really worth a feat. You can just take weapon focus and get a plus one on attack rolls against everything. <laughs> That's very true, and that opens up some feat chains. Speaking of feat chains, the Haunted Gnome feat chain, the one that's really only set for just the gnome. You need to have a charisma of 13, the gnome magic racial trait, and one point, one rank in Knowledge Arcana. That's important, guys. If you don't have that, they won't let you do it. The GM will be very stubborn about it. Listen, I know every GM personally, and they would all say no. They're all my friends. <laughs> um, you add Haunted Fey Aspect to your list of gnome magic spell-like abilities, and you can use this spell-like ability twice per day. Christian, what's Haunted Fey Aspect? If I recall correctly, it's like a level zero spell, and when you cast on yourself, you get DR1 that's overcome by Cold Iron. Did you really remember that off the top of your head? Yes, because it's such a weird... Oh, wait, no, I tried to make something, like, built around this before. I tried to make, like, a tank bard. Oh my gosh, you're completely right. You surround yourself with disturbing illusions, making you look and sound like a bizarre, insane fey creature. So, like, Christian. Oh no, the nose is coming after me. You gain DR1 Cold Iron against a single opponent until the end of the spell, or until you take damage. Um, now, the the problem here is that it only lasts around a level. Why would I repl- do a whole feat for this? Well, you know it's a feat You can use it twice per day. So let's see what happens with the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next part of this is Haunted Gnome Assault. You need three ranks of Knowledge Arcana, and you need to already have the Haunted Gnome feat. You gain one use of your Gnome Magic that is independent of your Gnome Magic spell-like abilities. I'm already confused. <laughs> when you wish to cast a no magic spell-like ability for which you have no daily uses remaining, you can expend this independent use to do so. Gotcha. Why not just give me an extra one? Okay, let's go. Um, further, while you are under the effect of Haunted Fey Aspect, you can discharge that spell as a free action after you hit an opponent with a charge attack, or if you score a critical hit against the opponent. If you do, that opponent becomes shaken for one round. Go after yourself. I'll just go be a uh, magus. Right, so the only redeeming quality here is that that has no saving throw. Yeah, I guess. I'm definitely not saying this is great. Wow. Um, shaken's only a minus two on everything. And a lot of things are immune to shaken anyway. So I'm still not sold on spending feats on but this. Can't, I mean, the, the hidden cost here is I can be arrested. Haunted Gnome Assault and Haunted Gnome Battery. I mean, that's You can't like arrest a ghost. Four to life. 
Have you ever seen anyone arrest a ghost before? Listen, they Paizo released a whole book called The Cult Adventures all about how to arrest ghosts. <laughs> if I read that correctly, I believe that's accurate. Don't check that for me. I'm 100% sure. No need I don't want to check it. I want to live in that world. <laughs> hey, you. Listen, you can make a Ghostbusters campaign now. All right. <laughs> Again. Oh, stop. Stop. Fair, Fair use. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think we started a new running gag. Haunted Gnome Shroud. This is the third part of this feat chain. Please make it worth it. I'm spending oh, three feats, please. Your disturbing glamour expands to make your exact location hard to pinpoint. Oh man, the little pin in the map. It's moving around independently. Charisma 13. Gnome Magic. Haunted Gnome. Haunted Gnome Assault and six ranks and Knowledge Arcana. You can only take this to level six, guys. Man, I gotta wait all the way level six. I better be getting something super awesome cool. You gain another independent use of your gnome magic like that which haunted. Okay, cool. Another one that was granted to you by the haunted gnome assault. Further, while you enter the effect of haunted fey aspect, you have concealment against an opponent until that opponent deals you damage. Oh my gosh, get out of here. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm if that was even if it was just a flat 20% mischance, even if they didn't ever damage me, still would probably not consider it, but now they have to if they hit me it goes away. I can't even I can't even say that this was part of the core book and they didn't know how cool the other feats were going to be. Guys, this came out with Ultimate Combat. Ooh. And, like, th- this has the other hidden cost where if you did this, you'd probably want to take Quicken Spell-like ability so you could do this as a swift action. Mm-hmm. But then you jumped four feats for a once-upon-a-time 20% mischance and DR1. Oh, once upon a time. <laughs> D- don't, don't even touch this. I... I'm almost embarrassed. If you get this, this, you need to ask yourself, what are you doing with your life? And you need to sit down and think about it because you've done some things wrong. That's the gnome. So what are our thoughts on the gnome? What are our conclusions on this guy? The the gnome's hard to pinpoint because every time I make a gnome, they don't fit 100% with the class that I'm trying to build them with. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that that's really like, except for sorcerers, that are like, a gnome fits really well with this, which I actually like, because that means when I do make a gnome, I usually have a good reason. I have to really work hard to make them fit into what they are. Like, if I make a gnome fighter, like, I have to try really hard to do that, and I have to think about why this gnome is a fighter, and it gives a lot of room for fleshing out the character. There's a reason the gunslinger and the alchemist have racial archetypes. They would fit with the gnome. You you don't have a penalty on your decks, and you already have some charisma for the for the uh, you know the gunsmith. It's just I don't know though. Uh, when it comes to mechanically, when I come when I sit down at my table at my computer to make a character, and I and I decide his is his race. Not often do I actually think about what are his ability racial scores, what are his you know different racial traits. I actually just think about the race that I want to play. I mean, listen, we all know how obsessed I was with certain cat folk, cat folk parts. And I want, I'm like, I want to be a cat folk. I want to have a tail. I want to have cat ears. That sounds cool to me. That's a cool fantasy I want to do because I'm secretly a furry at heart. Don't tell my wife she'll divorce me. That is, <laughs> that is what I pick. So if I want to be this kind of um, flamboyant has too many connotations to it. Just um, I want to have a lot of flair. This is something I might pick. I want to have that wild hair, the different weird kind of face or, or maybe funny face. I want to play maybe a more jovial campaign. This is the gnome I would pick. And then I'm not going to be shooting myself in the leg. They have a lot of racial traits with a lot of ability to replace them. Though I did notice, usually it's like 
you're going to replace these two every time. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to replace. There's, like, some limit on what that flexibility is. But it really, I think, even sits well. If you're going to not play a caster, you get to pick those magical racial traits. And there's a, and there's a lot of variety. You can either do the illusions or the languages or the fire. And then, you know, kind of just do something, still have some face, some little magic or tricks up your sleeve if you want to be kind of um, playing pranks on people and things like that. So it really keeps a flavor to it no matter what you've picked. I don't I don't see there's a lot of benefit mechanically with a lot of the feats that you have options there, but there's more than enough other feats to uh, to fill out your character. So while I wouldn't be playing a no many times soon because that's not the kind of character I want to play, if it is, I think they nailed it. I'm sorry, if that is the character you want to play, I think they've nailed it. So that ends the gnome. Next week is going to be the half-elf. I'm interested to see how they distinguish them from the elves to make it worth a whole new race, even a core. So I'm very excited about that. We'll see that, we'll see that next week, guys. Thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Andrew, you want to play some D&D tonight? No, I, I can't. You're not real. None of this is real. Real, real. Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com